0: How close is too close? It's a question many ponder when thinking about the boundaries of their romantic relationships. The allure of being best friends with our partner is undeniably strong. It promises a deeper connection, unwavering support and an intimacy that goes beyond just romance. But with these benefits come a few potential pitfalls, concerns of losing oneself, the balance of friendship with passion or the fear of taking things for granted. In today's episode, we'll explore all this and more.
1: So today on the podcast, we are talking about if making your partner your BFF, best friend forever, is a good idea.
0: You're my best friend forever. Am I? Yeah, of course. That's the, I think that was the whole point of us doing this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're my best friend, but you tell me I'm a Larry loser when I tell you that.
0: I think when you're not with me, you can be a bit of a Larry. And then when you're <laughs> with me, uh, your stock goes up. <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: oh dear okay so a best friend we are cracking into this what why would you want to be best friends is it worth it what are the benefits how does it help a relationship let's unpack it all and we know that there are varying opinions to this we know that there are definitely people out there who are going to say you need to maintain your independence you don't want to enmesh yourself with that person and you know effectively become one unit we disagree with with those ideas anyway because we're all about becoming a team so those straight up just are not right for us but more to the more deliberate question of being being a friend well let's unpack why it's why it's a good idea to be a BFF in your relationship and the first thing i guess i want to talk about is uh, our story of friendship because we were friends before we we started dating, but more importantly, we've been best friends since we started
0: dating. So this was a while ago as well. So this is like 2002? It's 21 years ago. 21 years ago we met uh, in the first week of uni.
1: We did. We met in the first week of uni and we were friends for probably, well, let me work out
0: the dates. A couple of months. A couple of months, that's
1: <laughs> correct. We were, friends with, we were friends for a couple of months Uh, which was lovely because we were getting to know one another. We was quite unthreatening because we were mates first. Uh, You didn't have um, sort of, I guess, at that age, all those concerns you have sometimes when you've got a big crush on someone. Uh, So we were just mates and hanging out and that sort of grew a little bit in those two months.
0: And I think because uni was quite new and exciting because we'd only just started it, we were very focused on this new exciting adventure and, um, you know, being at university as opposed to we met each other at a club and we just were like, oh, really attracted. So it did, you know, the environment was right to build a friendship before a romantic relationship.
1: Yes, it was. And and to continue that friendship. I think... I think for us the big thing that really kicked off our friendship in our relationship. So what went beyond the relationship itself as just a romantic couple was our uh, desire to share all the things in our lives. So you know, whilst as a couple you you do share with your mates, you share the little things, the big things, the hard things, all of the things, and we were doing that from that from the from the get go, building that trust, building that mutual admiration building that shared experience together from the absolute get-go we were
0: having lots of dnms you know remember when you had best friends back in the day you'd have heaps of deep and meaningful stay up till three in the morning talking yeah and you and i would do a lot of that we'd have those those d D dnms
1: and you know it was such a beautiful time because it did bond us so much faster we really were each other's best mate we wanted to hang out all and I think this is a big part of friendship that differentiates it uh, from just a pure romantic relationship and and why we would argue it's so important to have in the team is when you're friends with someone you want to spend time with them you want to spend a lot of time with them in fact hanging out with them is pretty much the most fun thing you can do and we hung out all the time together and we absolutely loved hanging out together and we're like that today, definitely. Like I said before, sometimes to the point where you sort of laugh at me because I want to hang out with you all the time. Um, we have had patches where I would say our friendship wasn't as strong in the relationship and those patches were definitely the worst times in our relationship.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, in the first few years of our relationship, we were studying together, we were exploring um, non-high you know, high school life together, we were inseparable. We lived out of each other's pockets. We still, you know, you know, I play playing footy and playing and doing lots with my mates, and y- you were the same. Um, but you know, we played mixed netball together. We did lots. We actually did lots of activities together that continued to bond us. And then, of course, you know, we started doing. You went to work. I did another degree while you were doing property, uh, working in a property company, and doing your masters, and you know, even though we actually then. Uh, Uh, bought a house together or bought an apartment together. We we weren't very connected. We weren't doing a lot of the same activities together. We weren't having as many DNMs about life and the future together like we did when at the start. And as a result, yeah, I don't I just don't think we were that great of friends. I don't think we were that good of friends to each other either. Uh even though we still loved each other very much. And then of course like we always do, we juxtapose, you know, that time of our lives with now where we literally have DNms every morning <laughs> every day uh, we do so many different activities together you know we're always looking to do cool new things we run a business together and you're my best friend and I think all the things that are about a best friend that are great I see in you and in you and I
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Maybe I just did this podcast today so that I can hear yeah, all It's those, a bit of a loving. Hear all these lovely so, things. Yeah, pull
0: over if you're starting to feel a bit <laughs> sick, but uh, oh, if you're driving.
1: Seriously, how old are you?
0: I don't want to say. You just, <laughs> you just
1: <laughs> 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 Oodle. All right, all right. So let's talk a little bit about what what some of the research is, and and what it says about around. Uh, why it's helpful or why you should be your partner's best friend
0: while kim at the start of the podcast talked about yeah there is a bit of conjecture of whether you should be best friends with your romantic partner what we're saying is yes you you definitely should be best friends with your romantic partner and we're not the only ones in fact the experts 100 percent agree with us or maybe we 100 percent agree with the experts whichever way you want to say it um, I think the experts agree with us. <laughs> so, uh, so, again, you've heard us uh, talk about uh, Dr. John Gottman before, him and his wife, who's all also a PhD, are leading uh, research experts in the relationship field. They have all this research from 30, 40 years of practising as relationship counsellors and experts, and then they put, again, they go and put all that work and that research into practice again with with new relationships and couples. So that's why they're seen as the GOAT and and a great team as well. They argue that a deep friendship is actually at the core of any strong marriage or romantic relationship. Um, And they believe this because they think that the friendship between two people in a romantic relationship ensures that there's a mutual respect, a sound knowledge of each other, and an affection for each other that can carry it through all the up and down and hard times throughout life.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you paint the picture like that, it makes it so clear why that would be beneficial to a relationship, right? I mean, these are core characteristics of a successful relationship, having mutual respect for each other, knowing each other intimately, like really getting to know each other and having that affection for each other. And I think, I think for some people, it might sound a bit grey what we're talking about today. Oh, but in a relationship, aren't you friends anyway? The truth is no, a lot of couples aren't friends anyway. They don't choose to spend a large amount of their time together. They don't show each other all of their intimate parts. They don't share all their jokes together, all of that sort of stuff. And so they don't necessarily build that sense of mutual respect. They don't have that depth of knowledge. And that's where we argue the frame, the framework of like, am I friends with my partner is a very helpful way of building up those parts of the relationship that are super crucial so okay deep connection that's a great one the next benefit of friendship in a relationship is that it's such a great protector against adversarial feelings so we talk a lot about trying to get out of the adversarial structure in the relationship so where you fall into those patterns of fighting for scarce resources fighting for scarce time basically when my partner gets something I miss out therefore I feel resentful right when I get something they miss out it's a it's instead of being like win-lose which is adversarial we want the relationship to be win-win because you're on the same
0: team yeah your wins are my wins not yes. your wins are my losses yes. The that doesn't work on that
1: yes and so the way friendship works to help you move outside of that uh, adversarial uh, mindset is this idea that when you spend this time with this person this increased time and you share deeper connection with them and you share more information and you share the jokes and and you build that affection for one another you put yourself into this space called a, a positive sentiment override and what this effectively means i'll just say the term was coined by um robert weiss from the university of oregon but what this sentiment this positive sentiment override actually just means is you start to see your partner always through a lens of positivity, even in the difficult times. So you you have this overriding sense that they are a good person. And if you think about it, it makes sense. When your best friends stuff up or say something that offends you or upsets you, you have such a strong positive sentiment override. You love that person. You know they're a good person. You want the best for them so much that when they say it, you will either – move past it entirely in the moment because you know and love them so deeply and 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 you're filled with the positivity or you might raise it briefly but it is never going to scar you it's a quick uh rift and repair because you're you sit in the positive space and that's that positive sentiment override the is is built by a friendship. It's built by those things we would you rogie was mentioning before, having that mutual respect for one another, knowing each other intimately. When you really know your partner, you know when they, they mean to cause you harm and when they just accidentally stumbled over their words or maybe weren't very considerate in that moment.
0: You assume the best of them.
1: You assume that is what positive sentiment override is. And you used to always say that to me now you've brought that up as a young person because I think you felt like I didn't do that in the
0: first part of our relationship. The experts always. are learning from me again. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the being best friends with your partner can be a great way to uh, develop this this assumption of the best in them and have that positive that that positive lens and that positive mindset towards your partner.
0: Yeah, I really love that. It's that really positive mindset. That sort of overarching. They're on my team. They've got my back. So when the little niggly things that get to us do upset us in the moment, we don't try and make a mountain out of a molehill. We realise, well, hey, we're all fallible. We, we treat people as the fallible humans they are. And I love them I, and I respect them. And when they stuff up, well, they're human and everyone stuffs up. But I know we're on the same team. Yes. Yeah. And look, I think – so, you know, we talked about a deep connection – we talked about that positive sentiment override, assuming the best of someone, which you do with your friends. You, you, you assume your friends have always got you know your best intention in mind. Um, I think another thing is, is that what I remember is with your best friends is you just knew everything about them. And I think that's why it's so important for in a romantic relationship to be best friends with your partner because you do need to be attuned to your partner. This is another one of Gottman's uh, big things, is that you, you need to understand all the little quirks, the strengths, the weaknesses, um, and understand who they are at their core, you know, through those D&Ms, through that testing and that rift and repair. Like we used to know our best friends in high school, we sort of knew all the things that would upset them, the boys they liked or this, that, and the other. You know, we we need to know that about our partners now. And of course, you know, we're with our partners for five, 10, 20 20 plus, 30 years, you know, we're living our lives with them. And of course, we always change. And so if you're not staying attuned to your partner, to your best friend and all their needs, then you're going to, start to, you're going to start to make assumptions that the person they are now is still the person that they were, the things that light them up and fill them with joy, the things that upset them, the things that they want out of you will have changed. And if you're not attuned to that, if you're not asking the right questions or even just, being quiet and noticing the right things about your partner, then you're going to have that sort of disconnection and they're not going to feel like they're your friend anymore.
1: Oh, I love this. I think it's it's such a great one. As your friendships grow, you know, uh, sorry, as you and your friends grow, so over time, so does the friendship. It evolves, right? And you you learn, like if I look back, I mean, I'm very lucky, you're very lucky, we've had our our. Our core friends for like 25 plus years in a lot of instances uh we went to school with them and and you know we know them deeply we've watched them go through stages of life we've watched them evolve as people we've been part of those stages with them and And as a result, we've attuned to them through the stages. They've had different needs, different priorities. There's different ways we've needed to interact to support them through those different stages of life. And that's the benefit of friendship. You want to do that because you love that person. You want to be around them. You want to care for them. That's what friendship cultivates. It cultivates those feelings of love and care and and want to be around the person. And when you have that attunement, you can make the adjustments – that continue to keep you connected. One of the biggest killers in a relationship is that sense of isolation and loneliness yep. and what, they're at, what people are actually describing when they say I feel isolated or I feel lonely is that person no longer knows me, yep. that person no longer understands me and they're not showing me in any way that they do. And when we have attunement, we have the opportunity to show consistently that we understand someone, what they need. It's the little things you do for someone that you know is going to mean something to them.
0: Yeah, they're not the person I fell in love with. Well, no, because we're all changing and so you need to continue to fall in love with that person again and you do that by being attuned, by treating them as your best friend so you're always, I guess, an expert in your partner. I think another great one, which is definitely something that you and I do, is we have a lot of shared interests, not all of them. You don't come to the pub on a Sunday and watch the UFC with me but, you know... As we as we get older, uh, our resources are heavily stretched and time is a very scarce re- resource. When, when we've got kids and you've got work and you've got a mortgage and you've got all the activities and life chores that go along with that. So, so having a partner, your best friend, who actually shares some of those common interests actually helps you spend more time with them and combine your time more efficiently. It also helps when you have shared interests, because you're more likely to discuss things that you both care about, that you're both interested in, which means you're talking more. And as we know, talking is a skill, talking is a habit, and talking with your partner about anything can be quite difficult. But the more you talk, the better you get at it. And so if you're talking about things you are interested in, but both of you get that, both light you up, you're more likely to talk about the other stuff in life, in life instead of just it's so hard to bond over the little mundane issues in life, the little, you know, household chores, which are important they are the hygiene factors in life, but it's very hard to bond over the operational parts of life.
1: Oh, I think that's such an important point. It does create more opportunities for bonding, you know, those really positive spaces where we get those hitter chemicals that make us feel so good and connected to the person. And... The great thing about being friends with someone is you're more willing, like you don't have to, what you're saying, Roger, isn't you have to be both obsessed with golf or, no. you know, both obsessed with something. The truth is you and I do lots of activities together that one person's a little bit more into than the other, but because we're friends, we know we're going to have a good time. Just like you would with a mate who's not your romantic partner. Would I go and, you know, I don't know, shoot basketball hoops with a friend if they asked me to? Probably because I like the person and I know I'd have a laugh and have a good time. Do I shoot basketball hoops with anyone? Usually, no. But I mean, you and I do occasionally. We play
0: donkey sometimes. But, but that's,
1: exact, that's a great example.
0: Well, you and, I, you and I, funnily enough, what we do, what we do share is a love for doing anything outdoors. It doesn't matter what it is. And so then from that, we sort of went, okay, It's not like we're kayaking experts, but there was a sale at BCF. And so we went and bought a couple of kayaks. Uh, you know sometimes when our daughter's at the park she just loves to go and play by herself so we bought a basketball from Kmart and we just shot some hoops and played donkey we go on walks we go on bush hikes we do all this because we love going outdoors even though those individual activities we're not super passionate about on them but our overarching interest of going outdoors and being outdoors we then sort of start to go hey what else can we do outdoors and as a result we spend a lot of time talking on those things we spend a lot of time bonding on those things and instead of spending time apart pursuing things that we are passionate about, we spend more time together. And again, you can still have your own individual pursuits. You can still have your own things, but it really does help if there are things that you enjoy doing together because in a busy world, it's a more efficient use of time.
1: Yes. Good one. All right. Next thing that our friendship offers to a relationship is it offers an opportunity for great communication experiences. When we talk to our friends, we, we talk differently. There's a sense of uh, deep compassion and empathy. And I know, again, these things are present in a relationship... ...but having a friendship with the partner fosters them more easily... When we're, f- when we're friendly with someone, we're more inclined to be naturally empathic to them, to be more compassionate to them, to hear them from a place of love, to hear them from that positive place that we talked about before, from that place of of assuming the best of that person. And that's so important when you want to have deeper conversations, when you want to have more meaningful conversations with someone, more open conversations, because... When you're a friend, it's easier to raise these deeper, more meaningful, more open conversations. You trust that person's got your back. You know that person loves you. That's what friendship is. It's, it's a joyful want to be with that person as opposed to perhaps sometimes in a relationship if you don't have friendship feeling like you're with that person by virtue of the structure of the relationship, not necessarily because you want to hang around that person or want to do things with that person. And so, yeah, I think friendship brings a really excellent opportunity for great communication in a
0: relationship. A hundred percent. And I think leading on from that in terms of communication – well, something that Kim and I do is we celebrate our wins and we celebrate joy and have and have fun together a lot because in all honesty, one of the best ways to bond with your partner is through positive emotion and I think sharing joy with your partner is probably one of the biggest ways to actually promote and grow a bond with your partner.
1: Yeah, I love this. I mean, it's just a, a like a basic foundation of friendship, isn't it, that you want to share the fun stuff with them. The gags, the the really big successes, all of that good stuff, the just the funny little moments in life, and it is such a bonding experience for us, and it's also a tension reliever. Friendship is a great way to relieve tension, you know. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, well, look, look, life's life's tough. Relationships are stressful, so being able to have a laugh. And experience a joyful moment with each other really does it pumps you with the endorphins it pumps you with the oxytocin and all those stress chemicals that run through your body through all the things that hit you hard in life you know they're, they're layered with that sort of you know joy and that love and it can really um for an emotional and mental uh, standpoint it's actually really important
1: oh, i like that that's very good all right i know there's going to be a few people out there who are saying but friendships, you know, you're going to get too codependent, blah, 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 all that stuff I said at the start. So because we we do like to consider the other side of conversations, even though I've just said blah, 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 it is important to think about what people might be worried about. So let's talk about what some of the possible watch points could be for being best friends with your partner.
0: Yep, that's right. There are some watch points. It's We think you should be best friends with your partner, but you've got to make sure that you don't take them for granted. And I think that's, you know... I remember, especially in that sort of middle part of our relationship after that first few years of passion, we probably got too comfortable with each other. And I know from my part is I never did anything romantic anymore. All the little sort of gestures, courtesies, little efforts I did at the start, the first few years of our relationship to make you feel good, to impress you, to to just give you that little spark of joy. I just stopped doing because I was like, well, she knows she loves me. And I think that's something, you know, with our friends we we often do because once they're your friends, they're your friends. You know, people often talk about with their friends, you know, maybe they live overseas, oh, we haven't seen each other in years and then we picked up again like old friends without having to actually really put any effort in between. I've got a few friends like that and we do and it's, it's such a great experience but you can't do that with your romantic partner.
1: Yeah. So, romantic relationships uh, don't just require fun and shared secrets. They they do require romance and passion. You're 100% right, Roggie. And sometimes when we get too caught in that friendship state, we can fail to see that we also need to be spontaneous and intimate in a more romantic way. What is another watch point that we've got? Familiarity can cause a sense of uh, loss of mystery. So mystery and intrigue, you know, that can create some of those fun uh, uh, hormones and, and chemicals in the body that get us a little bit tingly and excited. You know, we have the butterfly sort of feeling. And that can be actually really helpful in a relationship. When you've been best friends for a long time, like us, Roggie, sometimes you lose that sense of mystery and you do lose and miss and you know that's when people maybe a couple of years into the relationship and say I'm missing the excitement I'm missing the you know all of the unknown at the beginning that was the butterflies and all the rest of it and it is true that naturally wanes uh over time anyway from from the changing chemicals in our system but we do need to hold that in mind how are we keeping the mystery alive when we've moved on from that initial phase and we might have moved into a really strong friendship zone so how do we also keep the mystery in the relationship going there are ways obviously to think about how to keep newness in the relationship you know that's a great way to bring mystery into the relationship and even what you were saying before Rogie, like this might sound funny to people but we'd never kayaked that's a newness that actually was a mystery to us how would that feel going out together? And we giggled like school children when we were out the first time.
0: We got to see the world from a different point of view from the point of view of the river in Perth as opposed to the footpaths where you're looking down down at the river.
1: Yeah, and we laughed at like how far the kayaks were sinking when we got in and you know uh, we mine a bit
0: more than <laughs> yours.
1: <laughs> we had lots of laughs. It was it was a new thing and so we made sure that we were bringing that mystery into the relationship as well.
0: Yeah, and what we're saying there is it is a bit of a mindset understanding that you do need a bit of novelty and fun and passion in your relationship. Uh, While with your friends, you know, might just have been going to the same pub for the last 20 years to have a beer or something like that, talking about the same stuff because you just enjoy their company, right? Um, And you love them because they are your friends. While in a romantic relationship, you do need to keep a bit of novelty. You do need to give those chemicals that, you know, spark the passion a bit of a help along.
1: And I guess that brings us to another thing, which is you don't want to stagnate as you know as a couple at all. Best friends, whilst we've said best friends do grow together, they can stay very much in a in a uh, what do you call it, an echo chamber sort of space where they yeah, just yeah. back each other no matter what. They don't question each other. Well, you become they a yes get, man or yeah. you,
0: you're just not challenging each other. So I think – From a know, place
1: of comfort, it's not a negative thing but
0: – No, it's just like, yeah, yeah, okay, you can do that. Oh, yeah, no, I, I guess that's okay. Where you are, um, you know, you're like roommates instead of, uh, instead of romantic partners. You know, I don't think we've ever really had that problem – because you've always challenged me <laughs> um, <laughs> while I sometimes didn't challenge you enough, uh, which is not saying which is more, I think a problem I had where I was like, oh, I'll just go with the flow, but really I just wasn't taking accountability of my life and what I wanted out of you, let alone out of myself. So, you know, challenging each other and, you know, using that rift and repair is actually a really key part of your, of growth in your relationship Um, as an individual and as a couple. So lastly, uh, a loss of intimacy is also a watch point. So when you become best friends, uh, perhaps, and as we talked about, there's a bit of stagnation and a loss of um, novelty in the relationship, you might not feel as intimate towards your partner anymore. And I know that there's a lot of people who who do feel this way. Um, And so you do need to keep the excitement going. Uh, You know, and it isn't just about sex. It is actually more about that emotional connection. I mean, sex isn't just a physical act, you know, but it is a way that we emotionally bond and reaffirm our connection. So sex is important, but you do need to go through those steps of emotional foreplay, um, emotional connection before you can get there. And so that's why it's so important not to, I guess, Fall just into be best the tra- buddies, not just to be best buddies. Yeah, right.
1: A hundred percent. I completely agree that it's an important differentiator and one of the watch points. And whilst we've like given you what four or five watch points there, I would say these are just watch points. the The overarching sentiment of this podcast is absolutely be best friends with your partner. All of the research and particularly Gottman's, which is we've explained in another podcast, he is he is the guru in this space he has the most research around relationships and what makes them successful and what makes the likelihood of their success low so he has watched relationships for years he has a love lab where he studies couples and he is very clear that friendship is an extremely important predictor for a successful relationship if you have a good friendship a really solid friendship it is a a predictor of a a high likelihood of a successful relationship and that that to me in and of itself is, is such important evidence and support for why you should become best friends with your partner. The other thing I would say is don't be afraid of making your partner your best friend. Whilst people out there will tell you and that we've had the naysayers who have told us <laughs> you get too intertwined with your partner, you're too this, too that. Roger and I have a very successful relationship as we always say life has gotten harder for us significantly harder in the last few years and we are happier than ever that's because our relationship is built on incredible foundations most couples who who are dealing with the stresses in life that we've dealt with going through those phases when life gets harder the relationship gets harder we know how privileged we are that when life got harder we got happier and we know why it's because we've we have these incredible foundations and i'm categoric in saying that one of the most important foundations we have is our friendship i love you i love you too what was your nugget out of today Rogie?
0: it was actually about shared activities and you know you and i talk about active dates a lot but it's an efficient use of resources. You don't have to share and love all the same activities as each other. But there's a good chance that if you're together and you've been together for a while, there are some things that you do like to do together and you should double down into it, lean into it and do more of it because it's an efficient use of time. Uh, you'll get talking more and you'll start to get to know each other better.
1: So I'm in to piggyback off that and say mine is that you like spending time with the person so those activities for example don't have to be perfectly what you want to do that's why we do so many weird different things together because we just know we want to hang out together we'll have fun no matter what and when you like spending time with your partner you are just building so much so many good characteristics you're, you're bonding with the person you're connecting with the person you're also building up that that assumption that they're a good person that positive sentiment override we talked about
0: you're amazing you've just spent quality time on your relationship
1: feel like you're on a roll if you want more living the team life relationship insights and conversations head over to kim where you can find all the show notes as well as tons of other relationship goodies
0: And if you like today's episode, please hit subscribe or let another couple know where they can find us. It'll make them happy and it'll make us really happy.
1: Until next time, keep on living the team life.